Welcome everyone. Let's set our ovens to 350 degrees, cause this is some chicks. And dicks. Ooh, not a teaspoon of dicks. A, <laughs> a teaspoon, teaspoon of dicks makes the medicine go down. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a spoonful of dicks? I guess so. <laughs> a big spoonful. Of I've never seen Mary Poppins, so I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. But I, I know, I know this. I not even the lyrics I... to that song. I know that one line. <laughs> Anyway, um, Rach, how you doing? Long time no see, my friend. I know, it has been a while. I'm okay. Pretty bloated we... at the moment. It's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> how are you? We, uh, I'm, I'm a bit tired. I mean, I'm skiing these days and getting everything done and doing the biz. So, you know, same old, same old. I have to say, it. we have procrastinated on this book we did. It for took like, me a long like six time. months. <laughs> it did. So you read this ages ago, and then you told me, uh -huh. I'm like, okay, I'll get right on it. Started reading it, then put it down for a while. No good reason. Just, you know, life gets in the way. Yep. <laughs> Ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are, having here we are. finished reading this book. So I'm just going to say this out front, like, because this is a popular, I chose this book because it's a popular book right now and it's become a TV series and so on and so forth. My friend's mom recommended and gave me this book and uh, we are going to spoil the shit out of this book. So if you have any intention of reading this book or watching the movie or watching the series, do not listen to this episode because no. we're going to, no, there's, <laughs> we are just going to, we are going to spoil the spoilers the, all over the place. There's nothing, no, no spoiler will be left unturned. <laughs> will be left unspoiled. <laughs> unspoiled, no, yes. Point left unspoiled. Yes. So if you have any interest at all uh, in consuming this book in whatever form it takes that's out there right now, do so, come back later and give us a listen if you so desire if not we'll just see you in the next one that's good too yeah Whatever works. But i think this one will be interesting because i think that you and i have some different opinions on this book too probably i do have a bone to mm. pick with you though should we <laughs> yeah, I'm sure say... <laughs> such an asshole should, should we say what we're reading yes, I <laughs> yeah i guess we should we are reading lessons in chemistry by bonnie garmus Hoped I pronounced your name properly because I'm yeah. very good at she, mispronouncing names. She was a copywriter, and this has been published into like 35 or 40 languages. I, I think it's like a ton of like yeah. just it is a huge seller, and I don't understand why. Like it's it's not it's not terrible, but it's like I yeah. <laughs> okay, how about I read the synopsis and then we can get into it? Does that sound good? Yes, ma'am. All right, here yes, we go. Yes, ma'am. Chemist Elizabeth Zott is not your average woman. In fact, Elizabeth Zott would be the first to point out that there is no such thing as an average woman. But it's the early 1960s, and her all-male team at Hastings Research Institute takes a very unscientific view of equality. Except for one. Calvin Evans, the lonely, brilliant, Nobel Prize-nominated grudge holder who falls in love with, of all things, her mind. True chemistry results. But like science, life is unpredictable. Which is why, if years after Elizabeth Zott finds herself not only a single mother, but the reluctant star of America's most beloved cooking show, Separate Six, Elizabeth's unusual approach to cooking, combined one tablespoon acetic acid with a pinch of sodium chloride, proves revolutionary. But as her following grows, not everyone is happy. Because, as it turns out, Elizabeth Zott isn't just teaching women to cook, she's daring them to change the status quo. Yeah. And I mean, like, we are very progressive women. I think so. <laughs> yes, I would like to think so. I mean, as much as we're doing a romance podcast, I mean, oh, we are progressive women. <laughs> you do you, right? Like, it's just, but I, I, um, yeah, I, I, I have so much to say about how much I did not like this book. That's fair. I, I had, I had problems with it. I had problems with her. I had yes, with Elizabeth. 
I, yes, I absolutely 100%. And that was what I, most of the problems I have with the book. I didn't think the book was terribly written. I thought it was actually written quite well compared to a lot of things. Um, I, I thought that the, I didn't consider this to be a true romance. No, it's not. It's, it's not a romance. Um, like it is in the romance section, however, which is weird because I learned some time ago that for something to be actually like classified as a romance, romance, there has to be a happily ever after, and this book doesn't have. I think that's, I think that's just a Harlequin romance. If you're a Harlequin romance, it has to be happily ever after. This isn't a fucking romance novel. Let's be very clear. No, it's straight literature. (laughs) There is a bit of a love story, but it's not a romance novel yeah and i mean there's kind of a um a sandwiched in romance towards the end as well which is a little different between some of the minor characters which i thought was cute but no, we'll get there cute. um but other than that like i really yeah so i mean let's let's kind of go let's let's start let's, let's just begin <laughs> shall let's we begin at the beginning <laughs> so this woman elizabeth she's studying chemistry in like the late 50s or early 60s or whenever it is which i imagine can't be can't be too easy Easy. as a woman to be in a hard science um and like a lot of women back then and still today she is sexually assaulted by her advisor and Mm -hmm. lodges a complaint and is promptly kicked out of her um phd or her phd program so she graduates Mm -hmm. out with a master's and she's not accepted or doesn't continue on to get her phd and that's like really super duper upsetting to read, and it's upsetting to know that this shit happened all the fucking time. And it still happens. Still happens. We are yeah. <laughs> so she gets a job at Hastings Research, and like she's a lab technician. No, she's not even a lab tech. I think she's actually doing like research and whatnot, but you know, not really taken seriously. People steal her work all the time, which the, I mean, that happens to everybody, and just isn't happy there, but she needs a job. <laughs> Yeah, they they hired her and it was kind of the she applied to a whole bunch of places and it was the place that took her and it was kind of her last resort yeah and so while she's there she runs into this calvin evans guy who's like this superstar hot shot she needs she needs flasks so she, she goes flasks. because because he is like a pulitzer prize or nobel, nobel or prize. nobel prize like pulitzer. yeah nobel prize yeah whatever pulitzer whatever pulitzer no. prize in <laughs> it is possible. He, it is he possible. He just writes these amazing. They're not mutually, not mutually exclusive. I'm just saying. So. <laughs> anyway, he's a Nobel Prize winning chemist. He's known for being brilliant. He's there in this Hastings Institute, and he gets whatever he wants because he's bringing in a shitload of funding. So he has a whole bunch of flasks. She needs flasks for her experiment. She's a woman, so they don't give her anything that she wants, and she's kind of bottom of the barrel. So she says, well, this isn't fucking fair. She goes to his office and basically just takes his flasks. Yeah. <laughs> and they do not get along well upon first meeting no. because she's zeroed in her work, and she thinks he's a spoiled asshole, and he's just kind of, like, doing his job and doesn't really pay her much mind. Well, he doesn't He doesn't know who she is. That's fine. Yeah. And then it she, assumes that she's she assumes a she's a yeah. yeah, which kind of in the 1960s isn't a reasonable assumption because yeah. women aren't, she's the only woman chemist in yeah. the whole building. Exactly. So, yes. Like, so. like I, I wouldn't say that would be an unreasonable assumption. No. And she's, Elizabeth Zott as a character is a haughty motherfucker. Like, she is so up on that high horse. <laughs> she is insufferable. Yes, that is the word I use. She is completely insufferable. From the very get-go, I am like, how could anyone fall in love with this bitch? Like, she just assumes that everybody is constantly on the same page that she is. A, that everybody understands her. B, she is the most unsympathetic and un- like least compassionate person from someone else's perspective. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> She's fucking impossible to talk to. <laughs> The, the, the book is written so that it's like a strong woman being kind of like set on her heels and just so on and so forth. But she just comes across as such a miserly cunt. Yeah. <laughs> just... No, absolutely. I'm like, I wouldn't want to be friends with this person at all. No, I wouldn't want to talk to her. I'd be like, I'd be It'd like, be wow. Exhausting. You... <laughs> it would be. Yeah, she would be. It's exhausting to read her. Yeah. 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 Like, 
I found everybody else in the book, like, I didn't, I thought Calvin, the love interest, like, he was actually kind of sweet and kind of cute and nice and trying to push her to do new things and all of, like, these different elements. But she is, and it, and it's supposed to be that she's, I think, representing science as in, like, these hard rules and so on and so forth. But um, science is also very uh, much a human pursuit where you make mistakes and you have to reanalyze your position and she never really does no, <laughs> for herself she never makes any mistakes right like because she's perfect all the time forever yeah like yes yeah. yeah she is she it's like she was carved out of stone honestly mm-hmm. just in the way that she behaves the way she interacts with other people the way she thinks about the world and it's like are you even a human person like she 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 has this she has this literal like scientific thing where it's like everybody is equal because i haven't been because from a scientific perspective why shouldn't i be able to do a man's job kind of idea right and so like she's you know she's, she's pushing for this feminist bent but while she's doing so she doesn't understand the politics and her social and cultural and like she's and and i i read a review of this and it pissed me off because someone was like she's autistic and i'm like she is not no no she's She's just an ignorant asshole. <laughs> yeah. No, there's nothing autistic about her. She just, she refuses to see the world the way that it is. And granted, like, she mm. wants to push. She wants to, she, she's a feminist and she believes in feminist schools and ideals. And she has this very progressive mindset and that's all wonderful. But she sees the way the world works and just like, refuses to accept that sometimes you got to play their game their way and it's so irritating to read yes <laughs> it's like if yeah, you and had it's... any fucking brains in your head then you would understand that there is a different way to get what you want out of the situation and well she she's she's definitely care- eq it's like her high q is super duper high her eq is like super duper low i yeah. We are exactly on the same page because I was just about to say IQ amazingly high, EQ amazingly low. And as we know, like if you're um, most people that are actually considered quote unquote geniuses actually have a very high EQ. So it's like, but also to accomplish her goals, like she's very lucky that people tolerated her. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, like the way that this book pans out is a shitload of luck. Like a shitload. And here's the one thing that gets her through everything. She's hot. Yeah. And that bothers me. She, if she were an ugly genius, yeah. If she were an ugly genius, nothing in this book would have gone well because she wouldn't have gotten the TV show. She wouldn't have had, you know, the ability to come across or any of her supposed quote unquote charm. And all the men who supported her wouldn't have been supporting her the way that she was supported. Like she was hot. Which kind of undermines the whole point. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. You made that part of the point, unless it's like, Look how hot I am. I am so fucking gorgeous. And you just, you want to be in my orbit because I am such if she, an incredible looker. And now that you are, yeah. I can get what I want. And being, you. and she doesn't, like, and be, she, oh. yeah, she doesn't like, and being the genius that she is, she's just always like, yeah, it's not about me being good looking. Like, it's like, blah, 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 blah. It's just, if she, if they, she had actually been written to be a little bit more almost methodical like that, yeah. I think it would have been better. Right. <laughs> I am aware that so, I anyway, have this, like, ace up my sleeve. I'm going to yeah. play it all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like, this is how I'm going to abuse and use this situation, right, to my advantage, considering I'm at a disadvantage at that site. It's basically taking your weaknesses and turning them into a strength. Yeah. Right? Like, so, you know, like, as a woman, I can use these tools at my disposal. But instead, she just bumbles along and lets everybody else lead her. Anyway, let's talk about the fucking plot, the go because okay, we're getting so way ahead of ourselves. She, she as much as we both hate Elizabeth Scott. <laughs> Anybody who turned this on is like, I read this book and I loved it, immediately has turned yep, it off at this yep. point. <laughs> fine totally fine well, we don't have to agree on everything all the time so she meets yep. Calvin they we're now down to one viewer <laughs> but then they run Listen. into each other again at the theater because she really likes the theater and he's there on a date and he's not feeling well and he runs he's has to run to the washroom and she's coming I think from the she just doesn't like the play so she's leaving and they run into each other and it's a very <laughs> the world's worst meet cute <laughs> Because he like mm-hmm. barfs all over her. She takes him home, yeah. cleans him up, 
and that's kind of like how they meet and fall in love. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was actually kind of cute. Yeah, to be honest, okay. it was cute. It's okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it was anything spectacularly um, original, eh. but it was cute. So was cute. then they like, they spend time together at work and there's an attraction there, but neither one knows what to do with it because they're both idiots. <laughs> Well, also like she's when I've got a crush on somebody and it's like I I can't talk to this person. I can't be around. Like, okay, fine. Well, she's also she's also like I don't want to like I want to make a name for myself, which is reasonable, and not be known as you know Calvin's girlfriend, right? So, I mean, she does have that concern of you know like the nepotistic aspect of it and earning her own place versus and that's and I think that's fair. Like, I think that's true. Like an admirable trait given the state of the world that you live in and he is a hundred percent willing to be like i can open doors for you and she's like fuck you and your doors i'm gonna open them myself (laughs) and he's like no you can't like you actually can't and so he's like willing to help her and she just blatantly refuses and it completely (laughs) destroys her life essentially she gets in her own way and i hate it she she does get in her own way and the funny thing is that he actually starts lying to her about helping her because so he's he says that he's not helping her and then also i think i think one of the interesting plot points is is her boss is getting funding based upon her research yes and doesn't admit it or tell her so he keeps on putting and this was stupid too he keeps on putting her on the most minimal budget yeah but that's where the majority of his funding's coming from it's very fucking dumb yeah i mean that does come (laughs) back to bite him in the ass later on yes yeah on the like all the lies that the boss tells but anyway, yeah, so she and Calvin, they, they shack up, <laughs> and yep. she's a little too preoccupied with what other people think about their relationship, <laughs> and she also is dead set against marriage. She thinks marriage is a terrible idea, doesn't understand why anyone would ever want to get married. I get it. Like, you know, you had a terrible childhood, um, yep. and Calvin wants to get married, and she's like, absolutely not, no way, and he, like, that's actually- Well, she doesn't want to take his name, is... Yeah, and she just. To. But here's the thing, and here's the thing is they get into an argument at work, and and he actually comp- he's like, yeah, you can keep your name. Like I'm not saying you don't have to have my name. And she's, and she just gets mad at him regardless. Again, getting in her own way, yeah. and like and like has an unprofessional argument in front of all, everybody. Yeah, it happens in the cafeteria. Which they're trying to avoid this nepotistic aspect. they get a dog do do, do you have do you have that bone to pick with me yet yes yes you led me to believe that the dog dies and so that might have been why (laughs) no you led took me so long to read this book because like i don't want to read about a dog dying (laughs) you i i I disagree you led yourself to disagree to believe about the dog dying so no no no. This, this no this is what happened because I I remember this very clearly because I was like, hmm. So I said, oh yeah, well something. It was and I was okay. So Calvin dies in a jogging accident. He's jogging. He slips. He gets run over by a cop car. Right. Six thirty pulls on the leash. They find a dog. They call it six thirty. Six thirty pulls on the leash and and he never has a leash. He always usually is off leash. And then the leash breaks and pulls him into basically into the way of a car backing up. Essentially, really is what it's what it's about. Because 6.30 is terrified of loud noises and the car backfires. Fine. So my reference, I was like, ooh, yeah, some tragedy happens later. And they had just, I guess, met 6.30 in the book where you were in the book. And and you're like, what, the dog dies? And I didn't want to say Calvin dies because, like, I didn't want to give away any plot points. But then you're like, oh, I don't want to read about the dog dying. And you assumed that the dog dies. And I just couldn't, I just never corrected. Calvin, I never corrected you. <laughs> I had already read the part where Calvin dies, and then you said, "Oh, something happens with the dog." So, <laughs> I oh no, you know what? It was dead. the dog. It, I thought that. No, no, no. I, <laughs> no, no, no. I thought the dog was. No, no. I thought the dog about finding the bomb. That's what I was thinking of. Oh and you're like, "Oh God, the dog dies." And I didn't want to say the dog doesn't the die because the dog doesn't die. die. I didn't that would have been it. fine. <laughs> you don't just say anything else. <laughs> Oh, the dog, the 6.30 lives, and I'm sure so that you're happy. You probably read that. <laughs> the dog finds the ball. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's going to blow up. <laughs> such a jerk. 
Yeah, well, I mean, once the ball started rolling, I really couldn't go back on it. Uh, anyway, yeah, so they have this dog, and the dog, honestly, is the best character in the whole book, as far as I'm concerned. He is! He really, he really is. So the dog is, in, and the little kind of uh, vignette, I guess, they had about the dog. So the dog's name is 630. He was a uh, bomb-sniffing dog in train, but he's afraid of loud noises, so he failed his tests and I'm not going to go into exactly everything that happened to him but anyway so he fails his test and then they kind of like just throw him throw him out he essentially ends up being homeless and so uh and then he follows Elizabeth Zott home one day and they end up with the dog yeah and that's great and so a very well-trained bomb sniffing brilliant dog who understands like 600 words by the end of the book or something yeah she she insists on teaching the dog English She's like, there's no reason my dog can't learn a bunch of words and, like, understand sort of complex sentences. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, like, reads to the dog. I just thought it was very funny. And then you get, like, the dog, you get um, the point of view of the dog from time to time, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So she and Calvin and the dog are, like, a happy little family. Then tragedy strikes. Calvin dies. And she finds out that she's pregnant. In yep. probably the worst possible way. Because every other woman in this book is a total cow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except for her neighbor. Uh, oh no, her neighbor's all right. And then the, 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 the woman who tells her that, hey, you're pregnant. By the way, you're also fired. Um, yeah. She, 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 she turns a corner later on the book she comes back but like you really like it's kind of like the author went out of her way to make you hate this person because she is yeah i mean she is an awful person and you can i can it it's well written in the sense of like you can see this person and like what type of person they are you have a very vivid idea because we've all met this type of woman unfortunately (laughs) i think um and and I just, you know, like, you didn't like her at all, but even towards the end of the book, like, the author kind of writes her so awfully, you just never trust her. Yeah. Even when she does turn that corner, I, you just, the whole time you're waiting for some, her to throw her under a bus in some way or another again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, I just, yeah, like, just the way the character's written, like, I, I can see that the author is trying to um, develop the character that this, that she's turned a corner, but she hasn't. Well, because she does her like, I don't know, I right? Because she ends up also getting fired uh, from Hastings. Mm-hmm. So this other woman, what was her Mrs. Trask. That's her name, Trask. Yes. She's a secretary mm-hmm. at Hastings. She hates Elizabeth on site because Elizabeth is beautiful and Miss and Trask is not. Um, and but also Elizabeth is like demanding, right? Like Elizabeth would be like, I need this and I want this and blah, 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 right? Like Elizabeth is terst, ter, terst, terst, what's, what's the word there? Terse. Yeah, thank you, terse. Um, she's terse and she's blunt and she's impolite and she has no social grace whatsoever. Yeah. Yes. And so to come across the secretary and just making making demands is it would be unfathomably annoying. They don't have that many interactions though because when you're when you're in Trask's head in the cafeteria, Trask just hates on Elizabeth because she's beautiful and she's like oh she's with Calvin and like and a lot of women also really like Calvin even though he's written to be kind of ugly but I guess they're attracted to him because he's so brilliant and he's got a Nobel Prize whatever and And he's famous I think it's the fame yeah and all of and all the other all of the men at Hastings are hot for Elizabeth fine including her boyfriend Trask's boyfriend and so she Mm -hmm. just hates Elizabeth for that reason She's um, jealous. So, yeah. yeah, she's jealous of her. So they don't really have a lot of interaction. So when they finally do, Trask is just really fucking mean. Yeah. 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 And, you know, like, and it's just, I think that the way, so it, so Trask basically is like, Elizabeth is like, I'm not feeling well, blah, blah. And she's like, well, you're pregnant. And she's like, I can't be. I have, I take contraceptives, which is also annoying because Elizabeth is a fucking scientist and she knows that nothing, like, then she should, would know that it's not infallible. So what the fuck? <laughs> And here's the thing is, is that when, when her and Calvin were having arguments about kids, she was like, I absolutely do not want kids. So once she finds out, she loses Calvin and pretty much within the same 
week finds out she's pregnant Mm -hmm. she is obviously not going to end the pregnancy um but she decides to keep the child also in memory and then she kind of it's like her regret that she never told him or gave him a child or got married kind of yeah and then the whole marriage thing comes back to bite her in the ass because they weren't married she doesn't inherit any of his like any of his wealth not that he had a ton of it uh, and now she's like a single mother, and that's like a huge burden that she has to carry. And I just, I actually luckily did... they had the house together, and she gets the house. Yes, he put luckily. her name on the house, which I don't think he even told her he was doing that when they bought. No, the he house. did not, and he, yeah, and he put it in her in her actual name, yeah, instead of his name. So, but I did, I did like the part where she goes to see the doctor in like her seventh month. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Like in her third trimester, the doctor's like, what the. anyway she has to fill out all these forms and this the secretary of the doctor's office who's also really fucking mean for no reason she's like Mm -hmm. no i need your husband's name and where he works and this and that and she's like who's having this baby him or me like that's very funny that's a good line that was good yeah so the one thing also that i i did i did like so calvin was a big rower and gets elizabeth into rowing um and just as an aside, she, she, uh, she can't swim. And so he gets her into this boat and it flips over all the time because she's learning and she can't swim. And he realizes at one point, oh, my God, she can't swim. So instead of being like, here's a life jacket or maybe we should teach you how to swim, he just puts her in a boat with more people. Like, that's not going <laughs> to help. I mean, I guess, yes. though, like, and that is less tippy. I do understand the, the reasoning, but maybe yes. just address the fact that she can't fucking swim. Talk also, maybe just it. teach her how to swim on the side, right? Like, also yeah. put her in an eight and teach her how to swim. How about we just do both of these things? <laughs> I was expecting her to somehow, like, kind of have a close call throughout the book, but she doesn't. No. And the one thing is that the the doctor that she sees, who she likes right away because he only sees her as a rower. He doesn't see her as anything else. So he sees her as, um, like, genderless, essentially. He just sees her as a person, like, a person in his boat, like, yeah. the position that she's in, right? So... She, um, also she makes her own erg, which is like a rowing machine, essentially. Yeah. So she makes her own erg once Calvin dies and she just like ergs and rows throughout her whole pregnancy. So she's obviously super fit. And so the doctor is actually the coach or captain of the boat. Yes. That she rows. So when she goes to see the doctor, she thinks of him because also of the equality. And when, and I like this character, to be honest, like he was, he was great because he was very, yeah, he was matter of fact, and he's like, ah, this has happened before, don't worry about it, we got you, kind of idea. Yeah. So, she has her kid, so she gets fired from her job, she has her kid, and then she, <laughs> essentially to make money, she ha- has this, like, little consultancy, wherein all of her former colleagues at Hastings come to her house and pay her to do their research, or fix the problems in their research. And this is how she stays afloat. And she has turned her kitchen into a chemistry lab. Yes. Yeah. So she has gone and bought uh, secondhand equipment and so on and so forth. And she's, yeah, and she, she turns her house into a chemistry lab so she can do this. And then she specifically goes out and, yes, gets paid consulting fees, essentially, just to pay the bills. And at this point, she meets her neighbor when she has a kid because she doesn't know what to do. I can't remember concerning what, but she has to go to her. Her neighbor comes over um, and finds her. And yeah. And that's kind of how. And her neighbor. And her neighbor's been spying on her this whole time. The whole time. Yeah, which is hilarious. Come and go. Yeah. And her neighbor is also, yeah, which is fairly funny, yes. And then, but then her neighbor is in a fairly abusive relationship herself. Her neighbor is married to a drunk, an abusive drunk. So she kind of wants out of the house as much as possible. So she also offers to take care of Matt. Yes. Yeah. The baby. So the baby's name is, well, the baby's name is Matt, but then it's Madeline. And it's like a funny story about how she ends up with the name Matt. So the, so Madeline, she's like a genius and she treats the baby the same way she treats the dog. And it's like, yeah. So. So they're both genius. Like a lot of self-discovery <laughs> methods and like they're just kind of, yeah, they're just kind of free spirits. And so yeah. the neighbor comes, what's the neighbor's name again? Um, oh, I don't remember. I don't know either. Anyway, so the neighbor is, uh, comes and basically saves the baby from themselves essentially half the time. And uh, and when 
uh, Elizabeth has to go back to work, she can't get a job anywhere. And she was really fired also because she was a single mother and she was pregnant at the time as yeah. well. So that was not her advantage. Because she goes back to Hastings. She tries to go back and then they they give her like some really menial job. And I think mm-hmm. she lasts like all of a week or something. Anyway, like Madeline, she says she lies. She gets mad into school a year early, lying about her age. And in school, mm-hmm. there's this other little girl, and Matt is giving this little girl her lunch. And Matt and she, Madeline's always getting in trouble with the teacher because she's so precocious. And the teacher is also a heinous bitch, like every other woman in this mm-hmm. book. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so it's like one of these parent-teacher conferences. Elizabeth meets. What is his name? Why can't I remember the names of the characters in this book? They become best. But friends. let's pause it. Let's just pause it for a sec so we can like look, can up, look up the up names of the people. <laughs> so the neighbor Harriet Sloan. Yeah, the neighbor's name is right? Harriet. Harriet. Sloan. Yeah. So it's yeah, at one okay. of these parent-teacher conferences that Elizabeth meets Walter, who is a TV producer, and he's in a bit of a bind because he needs to create a new TV show to fill in this like. 4.30 time slot or whatever he thinks you know Elizabeth would look great on television let's figure something out with her and then they he comes up with the idea of like this cooking show and she agrees because she just she needs the money essentially that's really what it mm-hmm. is but of course like his idea of a cooking show and her idea of a cooking show are two completely different things she is such a difficult person to deal with I'm surprised that this show even got off the ground, considering how fucking impossible she is. <laughs> no, right? Like you think of, <laughs> you think of like how like stars can be impossible. Elizabeth Zott would be a fucking nightmare. It's just like un- absolutely uncompromising. Like, and I understand again, like she doesn't want to wear like super tight dresses and stuff, so they kind of compromise on that. And she is lucky that Walter is desperate and you know yes. that he does what he does, and, and so. Yeah, and so he just he just compromises on absolutely like there's nothing that he doesn't compromise on. So she and event- shit. She, he's just like uh, right, he's just this sort of long suffering guy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh essentially Harriet looks after Mad uh while she works and does everything and she starts off with this kind of small segment and it just starts it it goes viral essentially, like nineteen fifties, sixties viral. Well, it's a hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a massive hit. Like, people are writing in because they really like the show. Yeah, and Elizabeth, she just, like, she doesn't seem to care. Like, she, she does get into the TV. Like, she, I think at one point she, like, enjoys making the show, but she never says it out loud and wouldn't admit it to herself. Um, mm-hmm. Because she sees Because she's always just a scientist. Because she's just mm-hmm. a scientist. And it's like, well cooking is just chemistry and so this is an opportunity for me to teach all of the women at home watching the show a little bit about chemistry so it's like okay but so that's mm-hmm. sort, of, sort of her approach to the show um and it works very well the guy who runs the tv station is this like total lout and seems to be determined to kill the show even though it's like their most popular program yeah i didn't quite understand this either like his you know like why doesn't he just like roll over like he's making a shitload of money why is he making it extra difficult and he doesn't yeah. seem like a prideful man either or no, like slovenly or yeah, he's just but he's also just stupid yeah. is yes. what it comes down to no extremely stupid <laughs> and i think but also like fancies himself a bit of a ladies man to the point where like and walter knows this too and they, he and all of the women who work at the studio have an agreement that no, no woman is ever by herself with this guy who, like, runs the studio. Because everybody mm-hmm. knows that he is a sex pest. Yeah. And she does have this thing. So Elizabeth has this thing where she always has a number two pencil behind her ear. And that's also because when she was assaulted um, by her, I guess, her... Um, advisor she used the number two pencil and like jabbed it into his leg or something i can't remember where she jabbed it but anyway she stabbed him with a number two with a number two pencil so she always makes sure that she has a number two pencil around for personal defense and for writing notes to write stuff down. 
when the when the TV exec calls her into his office, and she knows full well that this rule exists and that he's a disgusting human being, she goes by herself, and she has a bag full of knives, which she uses for the cooking show. And so she takes the and he is going to rape her. It's very clear what's about to happen. She pulls out this yes. knife, and he like has a heart attack in front of her. And I thought that was also very funny. Yep. So it's like, okay, you're that was not quite that was as well done. Stupid as you're made out to be. Sometimes you clearly read the yeah. room once for once. So he has a heart attack. He gets he gets he gets fired, and Walter ends up taking over the station and the show. Yeah, yeah. And he pretty much lets her do whatever the fuck she wants, and it's a big success. She brings her dog to work, so six thirty's there. Um, and you know like and and of course like she she is a polarizing character and she's getting women to think for themselves and she's encouraging women to go into science and stem fields in general so she makes she's making enemies and at one point some someone tries to bring a bomb into the studio in 6:30 being a bomb sniffing dog luckily finds it and disposes of it he brings it into a room where it can be found by humans yes <laughs> yep so he's really the big hero of the story <laughs> Yeah, he really is. He really is the best character yeah. in the whole fucking book. And things just um, sort of chug along. So then there's, there's this whole thing about, like, family. So Mad, she has a school assignment where she has to make a family tree. And she really doesn't know anything about her dad. Um, and she knows that she can't Calvin was him. adopted. Calvin was adopted. She does, And she knows, she knows she can't talk to her mother about any of this. So she and Harriet kind of devise this plan to, like, kind of make... Or no... So she's she's at the library. She spends a lot of time in the library. This kid is like five or six. She spends, I guess she's six and she's supposed to be seven. Anyway, whatever. She spends time at the library and she meets a minister. <laughs> and so the minister kind of helps her out, I guess, a little bit with the school. It's a, it's a, they have a weird relationship. And it made me nervous. Yes, they it. do. It made me yeah, very nervous. It really actually... It really, like, I think he's supposed to come across as just, like, a friendly minister, like, an actually genuinely friendly minister. But the way the book reads, you almost expect him to try to, like, assault her at some point. Yeah, like, the whole time, I'm like, when is the, uh, yes. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, this seems to go, and the fact that he wants it to, like, at one point, he's like, let's not tell anybody about our relationship. I was like, oh, oh red flag. God, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Um, no, dude, yeah, I'm like, so then you find that this minister, and he's a terrible minister, and he admits it himself. He's like, I don't like being a minister, and I'm not yeah. good at it. He's like, no, he's like, he, he's good at giving sermons and stuff and chats, but he hates the whole, like, job, and he doesn't really believe and in it. And he doesn't like people, and he has, he had a bit of a crisis. So he and Calvin were pen pals back in the day. Um, and then that relationship deteriorated very quickly when Calvin wrote him a letter that said, I hate my father. And that was the end of their mm -hmm. correspondence. Yeah. But you find out like, so Matt develops this friendship with the minister and he, when he realizes who she, who is, she is, he's like, okay, I'm going to like help you like figure out what happened, like Calvin's history and stuff like that. And then you get, you learn, throughout the book, you learn a little bit more about Calvin and where he came from and the whole sad story <laughs> of his It is a sad story. It is a sad story. Mm -hmm. Essentially, his mother was an unwed younger mother from a very well-to-do family, and she was sent away, had a kid. And then when she had the kid, she was told that it was dead, and it wasn't. It was Calvin, and they, they basically gave him away. Well, the... So, well, so he, yes, he was given away. So he was raised with, by this other people who die in a car accident. And then he ends up at this yes. like, terrible orphanage. And then the, the, the mother, she finds, she finds out where he is. And so they give Gives money to the orphanage, a ton of money to the <laughs> orphanage so that this kid can like be raised well and be well cared for and live well educated and all this other stuff. Because he ends up going to university on a rowing scholarship, so part of the money was like to fund sports. And then when she finds, well, not her, but her associate shows up at the orphanage to like get Calvin out of there, <laughs> the guy who runs mm -hmm. the orphanage, the priest is like, "Oh, he died." So yeah, because we'll they want to keep getting the money. Yeah, like so yeah, we'll <laughs> set up this like this fund <laughs> in his name. It's like, oh my god. 
Yeah, it's a terrible story. Yeah. So, and then, you know, so Calvin hates orphanages. He hates, you know, any like priests and so on and so forth. So, Cal, uh, so the priest essentially, this father helps Mad try to deduce like what happens. And, you know, the priest does a lot of legwork working out that this guy wasn't a minister. It is an important distinction. Oh, a minister. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know anything about religion as we know. So like, that's a fine thing. Um, And then, and then then what ends up happening is task, Trask, Trask, Trask. Trask? I can't remember. Trask Trask. ends up working for the minister. (laughs) Yes. While she's working for the minister. Yeah. For part of her penance kind of, finds out that Matt is trying to find out about the family. And she obviously knew Calvin from working at Hastings and she gives the priest the information that he needs to kind of break that down. Yeah. So then, so Elizabeth is like super duper famous now and she like all these magazines want her to be in their magazine and she finally relents. And the story that gets published about her is just, is absolutely terrible. And she hates like not what she wanted. She hates it. And then the guy writes, and it's and it wasn't the story that he wrote either. The journalist, his editor got a hold. No, of the editor. Because the editor mm-hmm. got all this like other dirt, and so he published all of the dirt and not any of the good stuff that this like award-winning journalist wrote. Mm-hmm. And so everybody, so the journalist feels really bad about it. Elizabeth is furious, and then Trask, she, she gets, I think this the other piece from the journalist and she sends it out to a bunch of magazines to try to Mm. no she writes the piece she wrote no she writes a letter yes she writes a yes you're right yes he writes a piece and she writes a letter and tries to write the every day to like this magazine or something be like this is wrong she actually gets like the real like the proper story published i think in vogue or something like that because she's like, if yes, I, I think you're thing, right. Yes, I know the magazines that the women read. Because Elizabeth, if she's going to be published in a magazine, she wants it to be Chemistry Today. And it's like, lady, yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, right. And Just, uh... you'll reach more people in Vogue than you will in Chemistry Today. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, what happens is, is that because this piece is published, um, Calvin's original family his birth family find out that he has a daughter. Well, they find out everything. So they find out that um, he didn't die. They find out that when they were funding uh, his research, that um, like, I can't, what was the scandal now with the research? Oh, that all of their money went to something else entirely. Oh, and this and not they, to Elizabeth's research. Yeah. Ezot. Um, they thought mm. they're, and then the her supervisor was taking credit for all of their all of his, her work. So then, that becomes a huge problem for him. Yeah, and then they find out that there is a daughter. It's just like everything sort of unravels. Like, all secrets are revealed. Yeah. Yeah. And it just and, yeah. And it was nice. I did enjoy the way that the manager or whoever her supervisor was fired. I did enjoy that scene. It was it was a comeuppance. It was yes. well done. Yeah, because Elizabeth she quits the show. She ends up back at Hastings. She's now in charge of like a full fully funded research from Calvin's super duper wealthy family, the Parker Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, super duper wealthy. She continued her research in Abiogenesis. The supervisor gets shit canned, so he's out on his ass. Harriet Sloan and Walter develop a little relationship that yeah. was actually very so, cute. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was cute. I yeah. like that one. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose it's a happily ever after in the sense that, like, they like, get what they want. Everybody I guess, but want. like, Everybody's I wouldn't say aside from Harriet and Walter, like, there isn't much romance per se. Like, I think this sex is mentioned once at the beginning of the book between Calvin and her. They like, have, she said that it's that they have sex. <laughs> yeah, they have sex and quote unquote, it's really good chemistry. Like that type of shit. Yeah, but it, yeah. So yeah. it's just a, this is just a story. It's just a story. It's not a romance novel. There is a relationship. I guess two technically, but it's like, that's not what this book is about at all. 
the no and the interweaving of the story especially with calvin's past and so on and so forth like i actually quite liked uh, the way it was written i thought was well done i thought that you know the vocabulary every the way it was described was well done i just fucking hate elizabeth zott no like this is a good book it's well written and it's like it's a good story but she she's the worst part about this book and she's the main character she is she really is yeah (laughs) she yeah i think i think you use the the correct word insufferable she is insufferable (laughs) yes yes oh my god yeah it was bad so and like all like all in all i have to say i really i really did not like this book because all you read about was this insufferable bitch and it's like if if there were any sort of journey for her like if she were to sort of learn and grow and understand like she understands her place in the world but also understand how she can use the power that she has as the hottest woman to ever walk the earth and to be the sort of like brilliant analytical genius it's like well why can't she also like why can't we develop more of that eq and get her to mm. turn the like the societal disadvantages into an advantage and that just never happens because she has all these other people doing all the heavy lifting for her I just like it, for me, it really just puts the whole dampener. Like she is not a genius. She's not close to being a genius, in my view. Do you know what I mean? She's she's a chemist, and that's about it. But she and she's pretty, she and does. she's hot, like, and and she's hot. It's made very clear that she is yes really fucking good at chemistry. Extremely good at because it. all these people at yeah. Hastings are coming to her to do their homework. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with her being good at her job. I just, I just don't consider her to be good at anything else. No, she's not. <laughs> she's not, and that's the pro, that's the point I'm trying to make. Because she has all of these other people who are like running interference for her or making sure mm. that she succeeds <laughs> despite herself. <laughs> because yeah. she can't do one on her own. Because she keeps getting in her own way, as I said earlier. So it's just like. She needs to, she doesn't learn any lessons from this. So for a book called Lessons in Chemistry, there's no fucking lesson being learned by the main character. <laughs> I mean, like, same also, like, I thought, I thought that Mad would have played, you know, like a better role for changing Elizabeth's behavior. Yeah, because she's like, she's really well grounded. She's, she's a well-written character for a child. I mean, she's too adult. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> like, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. So you'd think, yeah, she'd be like, mom, that's not how the world works pull your head out of your ass but never happens no no so yeah all in all um i didn't like this book did you no <laughs> i don't think so again like extremely i didn't well hate written. i didn't hate it i didn't hate it i mean yeah. it, like of all the stuff that we read this is like for the better one of the better written books out there oh but for sure absolutely 100 percent. in terms of the story I don't know. It didn't didn't set my world on fire, and I think the big problem for me is the main character. I would have preferred to read three hundred pages of the regular shit we read than read this again. <laughs> three hundred pages of this, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not the only ones who didn't like it. It does have a very high rating on Goodreads. It is a four point three. Well, I mean, it, it's super popular. It is. Yeah. This is an extremely popular book. So, and, and again, so like fun. my friends, my friend's mom sent it to me, and, and you know, it's like it's there. She was like, "Oh, she's an independent woman," and to a certain degree, like appeals to that like feminist aura of being like the strong woman in a man's world and succeeding despite everything being up against you. Right? That is the appeal. I get that. I I just hated her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we? Yeah. Anyway, so, so what reviews do we have? Yeah, we're going to check out some one star reviews now because that's what we do here. Uh, so I have one here from Palace who writes This book is mind mind numbingly bad. I really do not see what everybody writing rave reviews are seeing. So I'm a chemist, and this main character is exactly the type of chemist that we make fun of. A pretentious snob that non-ironically <laughs> calls household items by their scientific name and inserts their scientific knowledge into any conversation they have to assert how intelligent they are. 
there's a part where she criticizes a can of soup for having chemicals in it, even though a chemist should know that all food that exists is made of chemicals. Yes, that is, that is true. how yes. the world works. So on top of being an arrogant snot, she is also an incorrect arrogant snot on multiple occasions. <laughs> that is that is 100% correct, yes. That's a good review. God, here's another one from Lisa who reads, I could have saved time and read a laundry list of cliches instead of reading this book. <laughs> uh, and then Belle, DNF. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Everybody uh. loved it. And that's, you know, it's just, it, you can't please everybody. It is what it is. Uh, but it's just, yeah. So we're not the only ones out there who just couldn't couldn't do it couldn't couldn't bring it yeah i thought you i thought you actually liked this book more i'm glad to hear that you didn't (laughs) well like i think like reading it i like i enjoyed reading the book but then when elizabeth would just start in with all of her crap it was just the like yeah let's on to the next thing now let's get back to yeah it's a turn (laughs) off Yeah, yeah. I want you want to go back to every single story in that book except for hers, almost. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess uh, hot, hot or, or not, not Rach? <laughs> not. Not. Nope. Not. Nope. 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 You can read this <laughs> on the subway, on the bus, in a public place, and have no worries about what I might be doing to you emotionally. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's nothing, there's nothing hot about this. No, no. Yeah, we're, we're going to get back into true romance, uh, bread and butter here at Chicks and Dicks. Uh, so we <laughs> look forward to seeing you next time with a book that hopefully is hotter than this last one. And with like less insufferable people in it. I mean, it's probably <laughs> At least maybe there's some hot sex in there, though. I want some touchy feelings. Let's go. Right? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Until next time. That's why we're here. We hope. (laughs) Hope keep drives us forward. (laughs) Hope springs eternal, chicks and dicks. Mm -hmm. Uh, But until then, I have been Rachel. And I've been Shelly. Keep it sexy. Yep. Sexier than an insufferable chemistry bitch. sounds for yeah, the intro really. like you know what i mean like sciencey sounds science the sounds of science <laughs> the sounds of science <laughs>